0: Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is Hector Santhi Esteban, and we are going to get into today's What's Working Now episode in just a minute. But before we do, I wanna invite you to come and hang out with us on Twitter at Perpetual Traff. That's Perpetual, T-R-A-F. Come find us and let us know what topics or guests you wanna talk about on future episodes. We're gonna get into our What's Working Now episode right after this. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic, I wanna talk to you about funnels, my favorite topic. I'm being sarcastic because I'm a Google guy and Google guys don't like funnels. The YouTube folks play with it, they're the black sheep, it's fine, but funnels have traditionally been more facebook list building, you direct response, but they haven't functioned well in the Google ecosystem for a bunch of reasons that we don't necessarily have to get into. Here's what's interesting is I just got off a call with a gal, uh, Alicia over at persuasion experience. We're actually going to have her on the show. She's going to come teach us all about CRO, but she said something that I thought really profound. She said that you have a funnel regardless of whether or not you want to admit it. It speaks to something that I've said for a long time, which is marketers haven't invented the funnel. Like the funnel isn't something that marketers created. It's the natural sequence through which a purchasing decision is made. And so that natural sequence exists for your product or service in your industry completely independent of you, sans your involvement. So I I think one of the things that I want to do is is stop thinking about the funnel as as the squeeze page. That's not the funnel. That's actually irrelevant to the funnel in many cases. It can guide the funnel, it can catalyze certain facets and aspects of the funnel, but that's not it. The funnel is with your customer. And the more you work to understand your customer and your avatar, the more you're gonna understand the funnel. And I just want to, just define terms here here's the funnel I took this image from my book if anybody's interested um, but it starts with awareness. Somebody has to become aware of your product or service or their problem but that awareness has nothing to do with your page you don't you don't even necessarily create awareness. In many instances, now there are marketers that do, but for most of us in the Google sphere, awareness, interest, consideration, these things have already happened. And in the world of Google, we tend to show up somewhere consideration and intent. And then evaluation and purchase is where the dogfight happens, and that's where you start paying for traffic. But what's interesting about Performance Max is, for the first time ever, and I am saying ever, Google Display people and YouTube people, I'm saying ever, because it hasn't been a cornerstone of Google advertising. And I don't know why I'm getting so fired up about this. I love my YouTube and Display people. But for the first time ever, the full funnel marketing approach is, it's built into the fabric of Google's advertising with performance max. So performance max goes all the way up to the top of the funnel and you can actually build awareness. You can build awareness for your product or service. It's amazing. You can build awareness, you can create interest, you can push people into consideration, you can catalyze a tent You can you can assist with evaluation and then of course push into purchase, which is kind of what we've been doing with Google all along. And and this is the idea that was, you know, brought up when I was talking to Alicia. You don't have to kill your existing funnels in order to do this. Now, I really like Google's URL expansion, the final URL expansion. And that happens instead of performance max. And I feel very strongly that it's a dangerous thing to ignore. Because if we're talking about a machine's ability to learn, right? If you think about the way that performance max is built, you give Google a goal, audiences, assets, and Google goes, great. I'm going to take those people and try to get them to these goals using these assets, it's actually pretty straightforward. You're giving the bot all the tools in, in the toolbox that it would need in order to make these things happen. Well, the AI, and I hate using that term because <laughs> it's just so, so loaded. And I, I I don't understand AI at all. It just, it, it there's <laughs> something gross about it, but we'll say the AI gets limited when you say, oh, and by the way, you have to use this page. Because remember, we want it to do all of these things. We want it to be able to do all these things. Generate awareness, build interest, move towards consideration, assist, like so on and so forth. And if you are dictating location, then you're restricting the machine learning to whatever it is that location is capable of. And I just can't imagine that Google is going to, with a 500 touchpoint paradigm, serve the same frickin squeeze page over and over and over and over and over again, even if it did, you're inhibiting Google's ability to learn, because Google doesn't know from a single squeeze page, Google doesn't know when somebody's moved from awareness to interest. So if you want Google to learn, hey, here's how we push somebody from awareness into interest. Here's the audience. Here's the goal. Here are the assets. And Google's trying to get them all the way down this funnel. And the goal, generally speaking, is here at the bottom of the funnel. It's going to be incremental improvements. It has to be, it has to be as Google watches like, Oh, wow. Hey, they're actually watching more of my videos now. Gosh, they wouldn't take took a look at my, my case study page. This is interesting, man. They're, they're now looking at competitive websites. They're comparing features. They pulled up a Google sheet and they've actually plugged in all the alternatives. They're ready to buy. These need to be positioned in a way that would allow Google to determine the difference in somebody's engagement. And so here's what I think you can do. Here's a squeeze page that we used for a challenge that we ran. We're no longer running this challenge. Please don't go opt into the squeeze page, but it's a three X Shopify challenge. And here's what's really interesting is, as I'm looking through the squeeze page, this is so easy to break apart, right? So you'd have like the homepage, bam, here's the, the, the homepage of this little mini website. Let's say that I wanted to run this exact thing, but I was going to do so with Performance Max. And this is philosophical, by the way, I have no proof that this works, but I'm trying to make a pretty strong point. And it's something that I think that we all need to move in the direction that Google is giving us. And, and Performance Max means, it means opting into final URL expansion, generally speaking, unless you have a really strong reason not to, and for e people, and even for SaaS people a little bit, there's a bunch of reasons not to, or where it's not even applicable. I think that Google actually skips final URL expansion based off of the product and the product feed. but the exceptions aside, this became my home page. This became my about the challenge page. So now we have home we have about here's my case studies page. So I've got three pages so far. Here's my how it works page four pages. Here's my itinerary page or schedule five pages. Testimonials is six speakers is seven. We already have case studies that stays at seven. This just builds on the case studies page. We already have testimonials. We have an about the challenge page. So this builds out the about the challenge page. Uh, a word from our founders could be a uh, page number eight. And join the challenge becomes page number nine I already have an about the challenge. I don't know. Here's what I'm saying those I have a 10 page website here. And each of those pages now that I actually have a separate page for all of them. Each of these pages would end up being expanded. But you can look at how if I broke this up and I actually gave Google these tools, Google would now have the ability to begin to see where people are in the funnel, and how different assets, different ads mixed with different members of the audience in different times, how they would interact, I'm giving Google the ability to measure human engagement, and then figure out what what each of these pages really means, because if somebody's going to your case studies and testimonials page, That's a freaking good sign that they're they're somewhere here, right? Like, you're giving Google all the fodder that it possibly needs. So, for whatever this is worth, if you've been knee-deep in the funnel game, and I'm not, you know, even though I've used them, and I know how to use them, and I know that they're effective, I just, they've always been like fly-by-night businesses for me, which is really funny, because the 3X Shopify Challenge was kind of a fly-by-night business. You know, we just wanted to get our hooks into Shopify stoners because we knew we could make Google work for them really well. I I think that, that we don't have to abandon that. It's not that we're, we're, I'm not saying funnels are dead. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You funnels can't be dead. Funnel is a funnel is the natural sequence that a user takes to a purchase decision. And that, but now your website becomes the funnel and the the broader it is, the more expensive it is, the more content rich it is, the the better for you on every level of analysis, actually organic, paid, sharing, social, like all of the same principles exist. We're just, we're changing, we're changing frame again, and that's always going to happen. So don't kill the funnel modify it for performance max. And I think you'll be pretty surprised at the results that you see. As a matter of fact, I'm really interested if anybody does this. I'd love to know what it is that you see. We're testing something very similar to this internally. I'll be sharing the test results after my talk at War Room on April 13th. Until then, I appreciate y'all watching. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic.